Presenting the thought leaders of today. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. Of course, I am your host, Marty Wolf, and I have a very special guest with me today, Jeffrey Hazlett. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, it's good to be on the show. Thanks for having me, man. I'm thrilled you're here. Now, your latest book, and I've read them all, your latest book is Think Big, Act Bigger. Subtitle, I think, is really important. The Rewards of Being Relentless. Jeffrey is a primetime TV and radio host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and a global business celebrity. Now, Jeffrey, you're involved in TV and radio and a whole other bunch of other things. Tell us about those things before we move forward with your book. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've had a primetime show on Bloomberg, but we moved that to a digital show because when was the last time you rushed home to watch a primetime show, much less a primetime business show? (laughs) So we go, you know, what we decided to do is go where the people are and you're online. So, you know, what we're doing is putting those shows out online. We've had tremendous success, about a million and a half people following the show. Uh, I've got a CBS, uh, you know, podcast on CBS on play.it. And and we're in the middle of taping some new seasons and and just uh, running with it, man. We're thinking big and acting bigger. Yes, you are. And boy, this is a lot of pressure. Somebody with your experience, I'll do the best I can here. So carry me through this, Marty, Marty, don't screw this up, okay? (laughs) This is the big leagues now, dude. We are in the big leagues. Okay, man. Hey, I'm going to mention the book again, Think Big, Act Bigger. So let's start at the fundamentals. What are you talking about? What do you mean by think big and act bigger? You know, I almost named this book No One's Going to Die, which is a chapter in the book, because this is about overrunning those obstacles, getting past all the mistakes and the excuses that people put in your way, because that's what happens every single day. And every single day, someone comes to you and says, hey, we can't do that, you know, because it's not in the budget. We can't do that because we shouldn't activate on Thursdays. Tuesday's the best day to do this, you know. And this is about all that bullshit that goes with it and says, no matter what happens, just run these things over and get it done, because in the end, no one's going to die. The most successful people in the world are relentless. They're focused and relentless, and that's what this book's about. Yeah. Wow. Well, it certainly, this book connects to your others. That uh, uh, Same thought process of being relentless and looking at yourself and evaluating things. And, and I love the book. Obviously, I read it, and obviously, you know I follow you. I, I listen to what you do and, and what you say, and, and so it's great. The book was phenomenal. But I'm going to jump ahead because I want to make sure that I don't forget to talk about this. Something that's uh, something in my brain. On page 28, you talk about failing fast and this whole concept of failing fast. Jeffrey, come on, man. Who wants to fail fast? Don't we want to succeed? Uh Huh? Actually, that's that's really what it's about. Is is quit quit talking about failing fast and start. How about winning fast? Who gives a crap about failing fast? I mean, you know, you had you know Thomas Edison. Someone's ran into him and said, "Hey, you you t- failed ten thousand times to make the light bulb." He said, "No, I found ten thousand ways to improve the light bulb." You idiot. So that's what this book's about. It ain't about failing fast. It's about winning fast. Who wants to fail? Failing's for losers. Yeah. And who wants to be a freaking loser? Yeah. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sick and tired of hearing it. I work with entrepreneurs all the time, and I'm sick of hearing it. Well, you know, fail your way to success. No, why don't you succeed? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, well, well, let's you know, work on by succeeding. The way, you're never going to fail your way to success. Come on. All you're going to do is fail your way into bankruptcy. You know, Thank so you. it's about winning. In the end, you got to win. You, it, it, look, I, I live by the credo change, adapt, or die. Because either you're winning or you're losing. There ain't no in between. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I had to get that well, question out. I knew you'd be fired up about that one. So, okay. yeah, Well, by the way, that's like giving ki- every kid a trophy. Are you nuts? <laughs> you know, 
you know, let's stop doing this stuff. Let's stop teaching our kids this thing. I mean, Darwin had this principle that I think is still applicable today. You know, you either improve the species or it dies off. That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's kind of leading to, you know, the whole idea when you start your business. Um, you know, how, how can you or is it important that when you start a business, you kind of create your own business identity? Is that important? And, oh, and absolutely. how would somebody do that, man? How would you do that? Well, I mean, what's your story? I mean, what are you? I Look, if, especially if you're not an entrepreneur, I always tell people, sell you, sell the business, sell the business, sell you. Because when you're, you know, when I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, my main business was located there. Now I'm in New York, L.A., San Francisco. Well, hell, we're global. You know, but when but when I was just had my business in South Dakota, when people walked in and saw me at the local restaurant, they saw me and they saw my business at the same time because you can't separate the two. So what's the story you want around that business? What's yeah. the, the cadence that you want people to see when they walk in your operation. So how do you want to create that identity? You know, if we if we look at REI, if we look at uh, Best Buy, you know, good, bad, or ugly, or if we look at Apple or any other, you know, business that's out there, you can kind of get a sense of their identity and what they're like and what kind of experience you're going to have mm-hmm. by walking into the place. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm going to keep throwing you curveballs, but I know you can handle them. Right in the introduction of your book, it says, because I can. I love that. I love that me? too, man. Tell me about it. Well, you know, I have a, a business called Tallgrass, and it's a public relations and social media company that we've had for a number of years. And we operate, in, and by the way, the slogan for the company is if you want to run with the big dogs, you got to learn to piss in the tall grass. And so, you know, that's what it's about. You want to be a big dog, you know, go surround yourself with some big dogs. Yeah. And, and, and really, when we put it on the website, we used to put New York, L.A., San Francisco, and Sioux Falls. And people say, why Sioux Falls? And finally, I got tired of answering. And I said, because we can't. Put that in the frickin' website yeah and 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 that's a philosophy you know when people say well we can't do this well why usually it's some it's some story it's some little thing in the back of their head you know some little voice that's in your head says you can't do it and you know i stopped inviting those voices to dinner a long time ago yeah it's just toxic man because you can you can do it go for it man Look, I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm from a place that most people only know on a map, you know. <laughs> and 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 I'm hosting television shows. I'm, Big time. You know, I get the other. I'm getting calls from Donald Trump. I've been on Celebrity Apprentice. We're, we get to do this. We get to do this. I've been to the White House. I've I've you know I've done all these different things in my life, and you know why? Because I can. Because you can. And you did it. Yeah. You, you, hey, exactly. you weren't waiting for a trophy, man. You went for it. Yeah. You grabbed it, hey, right? Tro- but trophies are nice. I like trophies. You know, it's not bad. You know, <laughs> yeah, a little mahogany, yeah. a little brass up on the wall, that's man. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And but you know what's more important is a little money in my pocket. I like that better. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we definitely will talk about money through this whole thing. Uh, absolutely. You know. Um, listen, uh, we're actually down to the last minute of this first segment. We're going to continue with Jeffrey, um, but let's let's kind of set it up because we need to talk about employees. You have employees. And you, well, we need employees. And you talk about something called, I think it's called the Caitlin Rule. So, yeah, the Caitlin Rule. What's that, that about? Let's start. Let's a, start that. That's all about empowering the employees and about how you need to set it up. And it, I tell you what, that's a little bit longer story than a minute. Maybe we should come well, back to no, the next well, segment so just, and hold that over. Okay. Well, if you want to hold that, but let's just the, the whole thought process of uh, let's kind of give the overview of it. Listen, if I've you, hired I've hired you for a reason. I've hired you to empower you to do a job. And and if you have to come to me and ask me questions about whether or not we should do that job. I I don't need you. 
That's what that's all about. Yeah, I don't need you. Hey, you know what? In this last minute or two, you know, again, the whole idea of, you know, you are where you are. What's your first business in the printing business? Is that, am I right on that? You know, I had a number of businesses, but my first real business, you know, the over a million dollars and into the millions was in the printing industry. And I, I came to that because I was out there running a, at that time a public relations business. And I was doing so much business with this local printer. I was over half his business. And I went to him and he was a very good friend. And I said, I need to buy the business. And I bought it, you know, and, and I owned that business for about four years. The first year I made money. The next two years, I lost my rear end. And then the last year before I sold it, I, I made more money. And then that led me into all kinds of things and eventually becoming uh, the chief marketing officer for a Fortune 100 company at Eastman Kodak, which so, is a dream come true. You went from a printing business to knowing and speaking with Donald Trump. We are speaking with Jeffrey Hazlett and you are on the Business Builder Show. We'll be right back. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Informing, educating, and encouraging. The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. I'm your host, Marty Wolf, my special guest. And I do mean special, having a lot of fun. I follow this guy. I love this guy. He's the real deal. Is Jeffrey Hazlett, and his latest book is Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless. And wow, just from the uh, from this discussion here, you are relentless, man. We're pushing it. <laughs> Now, no, I am. I like are. to push it. If you, you know, that's your job in business as executives. You should cause tension. In fact, I even put in the book about how you should be a little pig-headed and irrational yeah. from time to time. <laughs> I like and people that. think like, what are you talking about being pig-headed and irrational? I, let me tell you, I was I was filming a television show out in San Diego with the CEO of a company called LifeTech. Uh, Life Technologies, and they're about to sell for about thirteen or fourteen billion to Thermo Fisher. Yeah. And and I went with the CEO and we he had to speak at a Harvard business lunch for MBAs uh, for the local alumni chapter of Harvard MBAs. And and so I was filming him doing what we call B-roll, which was where we filmed some little extra footage that we might put into the show. It's not necessarily part of the show. Right. You know what I mean? The main portion. Sure. But we, we like to have a little footage to show extra stuff. We're always shooting extra stuff. Um, and so uh, he, he got up and he, and he said, here's a publicly traded company in the, in the scientific field said, you know, leaders need to be a little rational. And I thought, what? And so I, I wrote it down, underlined it. I said, I'm going to drill him. I'm going to get him on camera. And I'm just going to, how, how can you be a publicly traded company, a scientific company and be a little rational? If anything, you got to be really sane, yeah. exact, you know, yeah. and all the stuff that goes with that. Right. Yeah. That's what you would think. Yeah. 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 So, so I, so then I listened to him and then I got it. He said, sometimes leaders, we have to go from point A to way over here up to point B, and that's our goal. Right. But yet what we do is we tell people we're going to go to point C, which is a lot further uh, in order just to get everybody to be. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like when you were in high school or college and, you know, you ran or, you know, played basketball or football or something. And the coach says, you know, after you've, you just run laps or something says, and you're, you're about to, you know, throw up. You're so tired <laughs> right. from right. pushing it so hard. And then he says, do it again. You do it you know, again, and, and you do, and you don't die. Yeah, you know maybe. that that's what that's what that is. You know that being irrational. Don't yeah. you, you? You see that, Marty? You're irrational. So oh, absolutely. But, yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes making sense is the worst thing you can do. You got to be irrational. You got to go for it. You got to push the envelope. You got to take risks. I say it in a different way. I say make a mistake of aggression, not of omission. You know, go Ooh, for I it. Love that. Rather than saying, "Ooh, that opportunity passed." Don't let it pass, man. Go after it. Let's come back to this Caitlin rule because it's an 
important thought process. So you you started to say, so if if you have to do all the work, then why do I need employees? So tell me more about that. Exactly. So I had a brand new employee, superstar, potential superstar, because I only like to hire the greatest people there are. And I had found this gal and she was working for us. She'd been working for a week or two. She came up to me right before we're about to leave in about five minutes to go and meet with the CEO of a company that we're about to take public. We take a couple companies public per year. And, and so she said, she stopped by my desk and said, Jeff, should we take color copies of the presentation? And I turned to her and I said, Kate, when you're brand new here, I said, now, um, you probably don't know all the rules, so we, here's the new rule, and I'm going to name it after you. It's called the Caitlin rule, after you. you. From now on, this is what it's known as. You only get to ask me 21 questions in a month. That's okay. all. Okay. I don't know why. I just picked it. 21 okay. questions. That's it. Right. You right. can ask me about the meaning of life. You can ask me about where the best uh, Italian restaurant is in New York City, the best way to get across town. Does this dress make me look fat? I don't care. Any 21 questions. 21. Only 21. It stops. Well, that's right. And I okay. said, so is that one of your freaking questions? Right. And she said, she, she said, I don't think so. I said, well, good career move. Because if I have to answer that question, what the hell do I need you for? Oh. Now, and I wasn't doing it to be mean. I was just doing it to be transparent, to be direct. Yeah. Meaning, I said to her, I said, Caitlin, I hired you because you're a big dog. Tall grass, big dogs. We only have big dogs. You're a superstar. You're going to have my job someday. You're going to be running this business. And, and I hired you for your abilities. My job is to hit a mark on a stage, not to make these kinds of decisions. Because yeah. if I have to answer a question, I don't need you. And by the way, let me ask you a question. Do you have time to make the color copies? And she said, no. I said, get out of my face and never ask me a question like that again. And and, and that set what I call conditions of satisfaction. Like, I'm expecting you to do this, not me. Conditions of satisfaction. Love exactly. it. Exactly. The book is loaded with this stuff, by the way, folks. The book is, is loaded with information like this. Let's move on to something else that I think is very important for small businesses and, and entrepreneurs. This whole idea of cadence. What do you, what do you mean by create a company cadence? Talk to me about that. Uh, it's a speed. If you ever watch a television show like a drama or maybe it's Downton Abbey or whatever, I don't care. Just you, you see kind of a cadence of how they walk around. I mean, like if you remember the old uh, show West Wing, mm-hmm. you'd always see people in the background at the White House walking around really fast, going to things. By the way, it's not like that in the White House. Everybody walks really slow. And quite <laughs> frankly, you know, quite frankly, yeah. they don't get much they don't get much shit done. So that's, you know, I mean, that's the other thing. But okay. side note. Right. Side note. Side yeah. Note. We yeah, digress. Yeah, my, friend, my friend Donald Trump trying to change that of course i think he's just batshit crazy too but you know he's gonna if he, he gets elected he's gonna change that too so yes, let's see right. yeah, well if you remember obama came in wanting to change it i didn't see much going on so anyway okay. side uh, anyway okay. uh, yeah squirrel squirrel, squirrel. Yeah, yeah cadence back to cadence okay. man kate it's a, it's the speed in which you operate the way in which you operate your con you know how, how do you fulfill your conditions of satisfaction you know it's like it's just setting a mood for the business inside the business of how you operate. So do you guys respond fast? Do you respond quick? You know, like when I'm on stage, give a speech, step off the stage, people give me business cards, say, I want to hire you. Within within 10 minutes of me leaving and I'm in the cab or in the limo back to the airport, I'm taking pictures of those cards so that within 10, 15 minutes of that, those people are getting an email from me and from my team saying, how can we help you? Solid. Solid. That's cadence, you know. That's cadence, that's man. The, yeah, that, that's a, it. that's a style, and that's what you want to have. So is yours fast, slow, medium, hard, cold, you know, yeah. whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, find that cadence and define it. I mean, you know, like in my operations, sometimes it would be cold in the office and people say it's cold. I say, well, work harder, you know. So, you know, that's what that's the cadence, you know, you yeah. want to accept for your team. So important. So important. Hey, I want to talk to you about Domino's. Because uh, you oh. had a great experience with Domino's, uh, with the C-suite, with you, with Jeffrey Hazlett. T- tell me about that experience. Yeah, you know, I, I was watching TV, and this, in the premise of my television show is I see things that are happening, and then what happened in the C-suite to make these guys make the decision like that? What what was it? What was the conversation like? What did they have? I take people into a, a room or a place, you know, meaning the C-suite because it's kind of a fictitious place, but this uh, with the top executives of the company where 99% of the people who work for a company never even get to go into. So I've had the privilege of being at that at a top 100, Fortune 100 company in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, where there's only 500 people like us in this world so so i have that i've had that opportunity and i've I've learned a lot when you're inside that c-suite some good things some bad things and so here i was watching tv one time and and you've seen this commercial marty that they came on and said hey our pizza sucks it tastes like cardboard yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) i'm thinking who spends money to tell their customers they suck you know it's one thing to just beat to suck but it's another thing to tell your customers that we suck so bad we had to change things and that's what they did so i went to domino's to find out why who raised their hand in the meeting and said you know meetings were going on great and everything's talking about how good they are and someone said nah, nah that's wrong we suck we suck so bad we should tell people about it yeah. and then let's <laughs> see if i got this right mr chairman you agreed with him you agreed and then and then you spent 80 million dollars in advertising 10 million dollars to retool the but you changed the brand promise and of course patrick dole the chairman of the company said we didn't change the brand promise said, yeah you did and he said your brand promise used to be 30 minutes or it's free Exactly. I mean, how many of us have called Domino's 11 o'clock at night? As soon as we hung up, you know, we basically looked at our watch hoping that, you know, they would be late so we would get a free shitty pizza. I mean, that's basically the premise of the company. And so here they went and they changed it. They changed the recipe. They advertised about it, told people, try us again. We apologize basically for the old stuff. Here's the new stuff. And people went back to them and they basically, you know, they had a pepperoni shortage. They ran out. It was like Super Bowl Sunday every day. Wow. And and people just loved it. They told truth. And so yeah. I use that as an example of radical transparency, of how to just be honest and open and tell people you know, we were here. Now we're going here, and you try it. You Powerful. tell us. Powerful. And people love. People Powerful love story, love man. Powerful story. You tell. You are a great storyteller. Your bio is accurate. You are good, man. I like to tell stories. You I think do. I, I grew, you know, I grew up in an era where I used to listen to storytellers. You know, I loved listening to my elders. I loved listening to people tell stories. I love great storytellers. I used to, you know, I used to be able to tell every Jerry Clower story there was and some of the greatest storytellers of all time, you know, Norman Vincent Peale and, and Og Mandino. And I can go on and on and on. And, of course, luckily this summer I was inducted into the Hall of Fame for the National Speaker Association, which, which includes a lot of those great heroes of mine. And that's because you can tell good stories. We're down to about 30 seconds. Did I miss anything you want to drive home? Well, other than the fact about how good-looking I am and I'm eye candy, and you got to go to TV to be able to see me on C-Suite TV. There you go. Yeah. That's it. And now, in case you've been living <laughs> under a rock and you haven't been on LinkedIn, uh, Jeffrey's last name is H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T, Jeffrey Hazlett. His book is Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless. What a treat, man. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate all your time. we got to come back and do this again. Hey, you tell me, and I'll, I'm, I'm there, you know. So, again, again, Jeffrey Hazlett, big, think big, act bigger. The rewards 
of being relentless on the business builder show with marty wolf we'll be right back presenting the thought leaders of today it's the business builder show with marty wolf 